Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Tito, your host of the podcast, 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. And today we're going to talk about mindset. Now, mindset is is kind of a weird thing because we all have a mindset for the day, right? We all have it regardless. So the big question is, what is your mindset, right? So I'm going to I'm going to take it back to prison real quick. Um so I'd been in prison probably man, I want to say somewhere in between 5 and 6 years cuz this definitely happened after I got my uh life sentence overturned. So so I'm back I'm back in, right? And and um I'm kind of figuring out how the rest of my time is going to be. Mind you, I had about four years and some change in when my sentence got overturned. Um, and my mindset really, um, prior to that was focus on, you know, what can, well, what do I need to do as a lifer, as a lifetime inmate to give myself a chance later on, you know, to, uh, to, to get a date from the board. Cause you have to go before the parole board, right? VPT, the board of prison terms. So, um, I was going to NAAA, and um, I ended up getting a, a, a stupid write-up. Um, my mother brought me some Tic Tacs on my birthday and visiting because I love orange Tic Tacs, right? Uh, I don't love them that much, <laughs> but it was a treat, and we ended up playing this whole scenario out. I'll do a podcast on that later. Needless to say, it was a write-up, and it sounds really bad because it's receiving contraband and visiting, and... So when I got that, I'm still a lifer, and I'm kind of like, Jesus, you got to be kidding me. I even lost my visits and everything for a while um, over some stupid Tic Tacs. But I'm pissed off because I'm like, now I have a write-up. And then I started thinking about it as time kind of went on, and I was like, well, anyone who reads it is going to know it was kind of a stupid thing. And, yeah, you know, it's not something that would necessarily exclude me from getting a release date one day. So I kept pushing, I kept pushing, trying to do positive stuff. I was actually going to NAAA, like I said, because everyone told me for the board to consider you, they want you to show that you're going to be clean and sober and all this other stuff. So I started doing that and I quit because, and it's going to be stupid, but this is kind of the mentality I had early on in in my incarceration was, uh, most of the people that were going and they're getting these little chits, you know, saying 30 days, 60 days, 90 days a year, clean, all this stuff. These dudes were the biggest drinkers and dope fiends on the yard. They're just doing it because that's the only way they might be able to get out. And I got so upset that I didn't get my first little chit that I just stopped going. And everyone was like, dude, you need to go. And I'm like, you know what? If that's the only way I'm going to go home, then I guess I'm not going home. So that's kind of my mindset. I'm kind of like trying to do good, but at the same time, I'm looking at it as I'm never going home. And and I hate to say it, that was my mindset, right? I'm like never going to go home. And if I do, hey, I guess I'll just be happy, right? So then my sins get overturned and I come back, go through uh, San Quentin again. I come back and I'm just like, holy crap, now I'm back on the yard. 
and and I don't have a life sentence anymore. So I actually have this release date, which is funny because my mindset's still kind of screwed up because they kept recalculating my release date, and every time they did it, it came up different. So no lie, all the way up until the day I got released, I was just not sure they were going to let me go because they always came up with a different date. It was just freaking crazy. But anyway, so I I played sports before, right? Um, well, before prison, obviously, and but I was a fat baby-faced kid um, when I got locked up. Like, I was really bad. I consider myself fat now. But I was like probably 250, 255 when I got locked up. Um, and that might be exaggerating a little bit. I know I was I was at least 240 with no kind of muscle. Like <laughs> I was just a big fat 24-year-old, right? So, um, but I used to play a ton of sports. So I'm still chunky in prison, kind of, kind of where I'm at right now, like a good 230. But I, I'm running around. I'm doing stuff. I'm playing basketball. I'm playing softball. I even tried tennis real quick. But we played on like this super hot day. And, and it was like amateur league. So we kept, uh, what is it called? Deucing or whatever. Going back and forth. And like literally after like an hour and a half, everyone gave up because we couldn't take the heat. But anyway. But my mindset is, you know, I, I still want to kind of change and try some new things now that I have this release date. You know, but at the same time. Now I'm kind of like, hey, I can drink and do all this stuff because I'm not worried about getting caught for dr- for drinking. Aside from I don't want any more time, but for most write-ups, you can you know get your time back. But ironically, I'm not even going to talk about any of the stuff I just listed, except for sports. So I'm, I'm I'm in the building, and one of the one of the the black dudes from Richmond. He's a 415 Akumi cat, but he pretty much ran the Richmond car um, with this other dude, two black dudes from Richmond. He's like, man, what's up? Are you going to play football? And mind you, so in prison, football is more like rugby, right? You don't have any pads. You can uh, buy a mouthpiece, right? Um but it's flag football, but it's like rugby. Like dudes are like really getting hurt out there. Like they're they're playing for real. And and we're talking like think about all those movies you've seen. Like big swole prison yokes strength, you know, like these big ass dudes from, you know, your hundred and ninety pound pure muscle super fast dudes to dudes that are freaking and I'm not exaggerating. You know, 350 pounds, like six foot six, like big Samoan Hawaiian dudes or big black dudes, like just ridiculously huge people that play on the line. And and when you play the line in prison, that is like full contact. It's the same as playing regular football. You just don't have the pads or the helmet. Like dudes are throwing elbows, dudes are like everything, right? And mind you, I played rugby for about. I jokingly say for like 23 minutes, like I played and I ended up breaking my nose in high school and like I never went back and did it again, right? Uh, but I thought it was super fun, but my mind wasn't right for that. And then I was supposed to play football, but I ended up hurting my arm uh, doing this um, winter league baseball. So I never, I never 
played organized football or rugby for long enough for it to really set in like any of like to this day I can't tell you what the different positions are in football or what they're supposed to do um but if you tell me you want me to go play just tell me what you want me to do and I'll, I'll my dumb ass will go out and do it so needless to say these guys are trying to get me to play but I'm thinking to myself well I'm not fast enough to be a wide receiver and all that they're like no 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 I'm like, well, I, I can't throw. I'm not good at that, so I can't be quarterback. They're like, no, nah, we don't want you for that either. And I'm like, well, I'm not super fast, so running back. They're like, nope. And I'm like, well, what the hell you want me to play? They're like, we want you to play center. We want you to play on the line. And I'm like, okay, one, I don't know how to throw the ball back. And two, hell no, man. Do you see these dudes on the freaking field? They're freaking monsters, literally monsters. And and in my head, I'm thinking, there is no way, no way. I'm uh uh-uh. they're gonna like make me feel stupid. I'm gonna get hurt. I'm gonna get mad, and then potentially get into a fight. Like no, no, no. So this dude, Ali, right? He he's like, no, nah, man, you you can do it. He's like, man, look. Next yard, let me let me run you through it. So so we're going back to mindset. I'm telling you, my mind was set that hell no, I'm not doing it. Softball, I played organized baseball. I'm good with that. You know, basketball, maybe not organized, but I played my whole life. So, you know, I, I don't mind playing for fun. You know, football, though, and especially in prison, I'm like, hell no. I see dudes break their arms, legs, all kinds. Nah, I'm cool, right? So I go out with them. And, and he starts, like, training me. He's like, well, show me how you would go. No, you want to put your hands up. You want to hit him up at the shoulders. You want to do this. And I'm like, but these dudes are bigger than me, man. He's like, so what? They don't have skill. And I don't know, Allie, I, I don't even know if you're still in. If you out and you happen to listen to this, man, hit me up. Because I'd love to hear where you learned all this crap. But he <clears throat> put me up on some of the stupidest little skills in my mind right on how to deal with these big monster dudes that were way stronger than me had leverage over me as far as their height and their arm length and everything else but he showed me how to push and and give so i could angle them and use their weight and their strength against them and i never thought it would work in my head i'm like no i'm i'm gonna get crushed i'm gonna look like an idiot you know, it's never going to work. I'm, I'm thinking that. And he kept telling me, and then he'd, he'd run the drills with me and push me hard. And I got to a point where I could kind of maneuver him around, but I'm thinking he's letting me do it because he's the one that showed me how to do it. So he, they're having a practice, basically. And he goes, look, man, just come out and try it out, right? And so we go out. I get knocked on my on my ass more than a few times but I was able to protect the quarterback for the most part not every time but I felt pretty good because I was like wow I've never done this yet I'm not I'm not horrible like I thought I would be then I started pushing myself I'm like no I don't want anyone to get by me like if they're going to get by this going to be someone else and then I started pushing myself harder I was like man for every time I get knocked on my ass I want to knock someone else on their ass at least five times it's going to be at least a five to one ratio, and I just, it, uh, I'm I'm very much a person. I love going to live sporting events. Like I'll, I'll go to any sporting event live 
versus watching it on TV because, well, maybe except golf because golf, they don't get all loud until everything is done. But, like, I get pumped up. I feel like I'm in the game. And that's why I always tell people, like, I'll damn near play anything as long as we're getting to get pumped up. So I was, like, getting juiced on this. I was just like, wow. And then he's, like, pushing me, like, dude, I told you, yeah, do this, do this. Finding ways that we could get cleats in. We're not supposed to have cleats, so I could have a little bit of an advantage there. And, you know, I started working out a little bit to give me a little bit more flexibility and strength. And and come the regular season, I'm the starting center for our team. And, and I'm going at it with these guys. And I'll never forget uh, a few of these guys, right? So one was his big old crip dude black dude and his name was actually monster and this dude easily 300 plus pounds probably 6'4 to 6'6 i mean huge huge freaking dude and that was the dude on the yard at the time like there were some other dudes that were probably bigger and better at football but he was the one that was playing the other ones they didn't like to play because they, they'd obliterate people to the point where people wanted to fight. So this was like the main dude. So when we get to playing his team, I'm just like, what the hell am I going to do? What? <laughs> like, there's no way. I'm thinking no matter how good I've been against other people that are somewhere around my weight and everything, might be a lot stronger than me, but, you know, I'm, I'm relying on, I know how to use their strengths and weight against them, right? So this dude, I'm like, Jesus, I, how it ain't going to work, right? Man, we line up, and he's lining up right over me every time. Every time. And I'm, mind you, I'm basically the smallest guy on the line. Not to mention, I'm the guy that if you can get through, you you got a straight shot at the quarterback. So he's coming at me every time. And, and I want to say, and I can't remember perfectly, I want to say in that entire game, he only really got through me once. And I put him on his back, or on his butt at least, at least once or twice. And I was just like, I don't freaking believe it. And and it was using little things. And I'm not going to go into the things that I was taught because this isn't about football. But it's about I didn't believe I could do it. And it took someone believing in me and then pushing the shit out of me. And then actually putting me in a situation where like, hey, you're going to look stupid or, or you're going to show out. And I don't know how much he had his fingers crossed and how much he was hoping things would just work out, but it did. And I ended up playing football all the way up until I paroled. <laughs> like, even when I lost weight and I was only 195 pounds at the end, I was still in there rocking and rolling at center. I didn't care. And I was going up. Uh, if my boy uh, uh, Mark C is listening, big Hawaiian, big Hawaiian boy, 350, freaking like 6'6". Like he was, he was my next nemesis that came up, and uh, it was it was just crazy banging with these dudes in the mud and just getting at it to the point where I got so into it. And this is how I am with sports, but I got so into it that it was like I'm talking grabbing mud with my hand, push, just smearing it over my face yelling at dudes calling out talking about your hood ain't shit you ain't shit come see me on this line you know stuff that i ain't gonna lie i I don't know how i didn't get into some fights but i like to think that we all put our all on that field and we left it on the field now i will say 
one little little brother um and when i say little he was he's a big dude but he was more my size little little brother from richmond i don't even remember his name but he played on the line too and me and him we go head up and talk shit and everything but uh something happened with him and someone on another team and and i trip out because i like to think we we were cordial and we were nice to each other and off the field and maybe that's why he and i didn't have those problems but he ended up trying to stab a dude over a football game later and uh, i remember thinking damn why haven't i been stabbed like seven times because i talk way more shit than most of these dudes now maybe dude give him a a low blow or whatever but i even went out to visiting once with two black eyes no one hit me in my eyes dude just threw an elbow iggy if you ever paroled up out of san quinn last i saw you that's where you were if you paroled Motherfucker, I owe you one in between the eyes, too. But I did see you visiting that one day in, in Quentin when I went to visit the homie. So we talked there. But anyway, boy Iggy from Richmond, he he threw an elbow smooth to the center of my, right above my nose on my forehead. Had me looking like a little baby unicorn. Um, but we were going at it. So I, I wasn't mad. It was a cheap shot. And I'm not like that, not to mention I did not want to fight this dude. I, I knew what he was about off the field, but yeah, he got me on a cheap shot, and then I blew my nose, which was the worst thing you could ever do when, when you got blood rushing somewhere right above your eyes and kind of raccooned me up. My parents were used to seeing me come in with black eyes for all kinds of sports-related injuries, but out in visiting. Yeah, so anyway, mindset, right? Like... As much as I love sports and everything, I still had a screwed up mindset telling myself I couldn't do something, right? Um, and it took someone to push me. So I want to stress to y'all, um, and mind you, we went to championships. We did all kinds of stuff. Um, it was fun. Um, and, and I'll even say I was so good and not trying to toot my own horn. Uh, I, I don't think I could do half the stuff. Matter of fact, I know I can't. My knees hurt now. I got a torn rotator cuff. I'm I'm beat up old man right now. But I never forget when I went to the hole for for a cell phone. When I got released, I went out on on the lower level yard because my points had dropped down. And when I got over there, uh, the building I moved in, my old cellies there, a bunch of dudes from, from the higher security yard that, that I was on that know me are there. So it's like a little coming home party, you know, like everyone, hey. And one of the dudes from Richmond is there, and he's like, what's up, bro? You you playing football? And I'm like, dude, I just got out the hole, man. Like, I don't even have my property. He's like, man, I need someone on the line. I need you. And I'm like, all right, man. He's all... He starts talking with his little assistant coach he's got, and he goes, hey, man, but, man, you, we're, we're, we're stacked. Our team's at the limit. I'm like, oh. I was like, all right, man, well, maybe next year. He's like, no, 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 no. We got to cut someone, but you got to let him know. And I was like, I got to let him know? He's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, who is it? And he's like, it's your old Sally. So, Johnny Boy, if, if you listening, sorry, bro, I know you were pissed off. So, needless to say, Johnny Boy, my old Sally, was on the team, and he basically got cut because I showed up. And mind you, Johnny Boy's super athlete, plays everything, always running around, always practicing. And for me to just show up out the hole <laughs> and take his spot, yeah, it, it was it was uh, bittersweet for uh, me. But So I got to go up to the dorm and tell him, hey, bro, uh, I got some, got some good news and bad news. He's all, what's up, man? What's the good news? I'm like, 
man, I'm on the football team. He's like, hell yeah, we get to play together. I said, oh, yeah, that's some bad news, man. We ain't going to play together because you're getting cut. So that, that was fun. But um, needless to say, he went and played on another team, and we would totally joke around every time we beat his ass. But anyway, um, so, yeah, man, mindset, like, Part of part of being able to, to keep a good mindset or to lock on to a good mindset is also what you do externally with, with the people you're with, right? And when I say the people you're with, I'm talking everything from significant others to your friends, your your the people you hang out with at work. We all have people we, we chill with at work and we associate with. Are they pushing you? Are they giving you real constructive criticism? Are they pointing you in the right directions, helping you when you need help, pushing you when you need push, and letting you be when you need to be left the hell alone? Like in personal, professional life. Like if you don't have people like that on your team in your corner, you need to switch teams and switch your corner for real. Because those people will help you. Not all of us can have that great mindset all the time in all areas. Sometimes we need people to push us. So, Ali Duchesne, wherever you at, brother, man, I appreciate what you did for me. Even though my body is whooped now from playing all them years of football in prison. But um, I had so much fun. And it was such a learning experience. And it was something that taught me that I can do things even when I think I can't. So, anyway... Check your mindset out the door. Make sure it's right. Start your day right every day. And make sure people understand that uh, um, you value them and you value what they bring to your team. Um, Just saw some news. I'm assuming it's true because I saw it a few different times. But Kobe Bryant died in a a plane crash. Um, He's just a person. And I always say this, like, just because a celebrity dies... What is what does that matter to you? You know, people die every day. You know, you don't worry about the other billion people that died last year. Why do you worry about this one individual? Um, he was someone who did some positive things, though. But more importantly, I'm sure he had no idea that helicopter was going to crash, nor did the people on the helicopter. Um, and so it just goes to show you, it doesn't matter how much money you have, how healthy you are, you can go anytime, anywhere. So make sure them people that are helping you, encouraging you, pushing you, that they know how much you appreciate it, even when they treat you like shit, because today you need to be treated like shit to get your head right. Make sure they know, man. You know what? Screw you, but thank you. And I love you, and I appreciate you, because you don't know when that's going to be the last time. So get your mind right, keep your mind tight, keep your circle close, and keep the right people in your circle. This is Tito, 15 to Life. Catch you on the next one.